Chester. Ken loves talking about cars and automotive trends. And here he is, the automotive host with the most, Ken Chester. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Welcome to another hour of Roadworthy Drive, America's premier mobility news and technology talk show. I'm Ken Chester, and along with Jack Dillion and Sasha Little, we are the Roadworthy Drive crew. So glad you could be with us. Today, it's e-scooter headaches on the nation's college campuses, a better way to charge your EV, <laughs> look, ma, no range anxiety, and finally, New York City's electric ferry and door-to-door e-commuting. We're going to get to all of that and more this hour, but first, for those of you who want to connect with the show, it's Roadworthy Driveline, and that number is 872-222-9793. You can call or text if you would rather write. My email address is ken at roadworthydrive.net. Either way, we'll get you hooked up. And speaking of hooked up, the Roadworthy Drive crew is in studio and at full strength. At the controls is my good friend and favorite of the suits and show executive producer, Jack DeLeon. Holding things down at Mike 2 is the always opinionated, bright and bratty, social media diva, Sasha Little. Howdy, my peoples. You, ha- you have a death wish, sir. Why do you have to bust me out on national radio that I'm bratty? I I happen to be... Shoe fits. Oh! Yes, oh, if the shoe fits, oh. you must quit. <laughs> oh, good night, nurse. Really? You had to go for the OJ reference? I couldn't help it. It was right there. Um, oh, oh, my gosh. What would make this perfect if I was driving like a white Bronco for Wheels of Non-Consent? Thank God. Thank <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, this morning we had an interesting scenario here oh, at the oh, uh, radio studio. Oh, we're going to talk about how I got lost. Uh, no, we're going to talk about how our town decided to run a marathon this morning. In front, front of, of the building. building. Yeah. <laughs> that made getting to work a and lot of fun. And Miss Sasha had a little <laughs> issue trying to get here this morning. I yeah, don't it's like called G- it's called GPS. Shut up. It's a concept. Sound. Well, I, well, no, actually, what it was was that uh, the road she normally takes they closed, mm-hmm. so we had to jockey her a little bit to get her over, and she had to park in the uh, employee parking lot, which is behind the building and one level down. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Yeah. Is, so, isn't that where the suits usually park? Uh, yes. Ah, there yeah. you go. So that's where the suits park. Okay, that, Ken. Parts been this week. Let's go. Um, nineteen seventy-two. Yes, sir. I was eight years old. Ah. Was, uh, my mom was a minor. I got nothing. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even be thought of uh, like another. This, this company <laughs> invented the first production three-point seatbelt in 1959. They developed a vehicle in 1972 that included, believe it or not, a rear-facing uh, camera. Okay. That had a CRT uh, readout on the dash. Okay. Um, they also uh, included... A steering wheel that went forward nearly six inches in case of a crash. Seat belts that had pretensioners that pulled tight in in case of a crash. Uh, front and rear airbags. A fuel tank position near the car center. And an automatic fuel shutoff uh, mechanism. Not to mention four-wheel analog brakes. An integrated roll cage. And uh, rear window wiper. 
and headlight wipers. You're talking about 1972, right? Yeah, it is a concept, or was a concept. Was a concept, okay. Uh-huh. Okay. On an upcoming car that the automaker was getting ready to launch, actually. But this was a concept. Take a guess. I have no idea, Ken. I, I You do. You, you, yeah, you do. What? Come on. You're not going to go Was there? it a Dodge? <sighs> not even close. Okay. Volvo. Really? Yeah. And the vehicle that they did all this was the upcoming Volvo 240. But it was a concept back then. Oh, and that camera was big old thing. I mean, before I forget this, yes, um, you talked about seatbelt tensioners. Yes, guess what? I got in the mail this week. No idea. Ford Recall. Ah, for your seatbelts. Yep. Uh, For for which vehicle? Uh, The F one fifty. Really? Yep. Twenty eighteen. No, twenty seventeen. Ah, didn't but didn't we didn't we talk about this recall? Yeah, we talked we talked about the recall. Ah, so I guess your truck is one of the ones recalled. Uh, yeah, it is actually one of the ones that's what recalled. Do you know? So I have to this week go out to my local Ford dealer mm-hmm. and see how soon they can fix it and if they can hook me up with a vehicle again, again, still yet always. Okay, fun times. Uh, moving on. Hmm. Number there is a country set for record oil demand by 2024. They're going to overtake China as the biggest source of growth for oil demand. Uh, here's a hint. They're going to be the third largest auto market in three years. India. India. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, China overtook the United States as the biggest importer of oil last year. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Um, here's the issue, though. At least in the Western countries. Even with this rise of electric vehicles, they're not expecting petroleum demand to drop that much because chemicals and plastics are going to more than offset that. Mm-hmm. So even as demand for gasoline, jet fuel, diesel fuel drops, uh, overall demand for crude oil may not. I don't see jet fuel dropping. I really don't. Uh, you do realize they're developing electric engines for jet air, for jet airplanes. I understand that, but how many thousands of jets are out there that are still running on jet fuel? The biggest challenge airlines have is it's sort fuel. of like truckers. Is fuel? Is fuel? Any way they can get away from fuel is money in their pocket. They'll gladly pay for a new plane that doesn't need fuel, particularly if it's electric. Or in whatever source that electric, like if it's a fuel cell, generates it, is way cheaper. Okay. Uh, A side note, you realize one of the major airlines actually owns an oil refinery to make jet fuel. No, I didn't know that. Delta. Really? Yeah. They want to sell it. Um, They want to sell the refinery. Oh, heavens, yes. Refineries are incredibly capital intense. And they have spent millions upon millions of dollars on that refinery. Okay. You know, they thought it was a brilliant idea, you know, to kind of hedge supply and cost. Right, right. Uh, Yeah, not so much. Uh, More than offset by capital expenditures and making the thing comply. So, yeah, it's kind of a this six of one, half dozen of another. But some interesting things to know. India is up and coming. And that's going to have an impact on crude oil prices even as we make the shift. Uh, but don't expect oil to go away anytime soon, but for not the reasons you might expect. Now, finally, for Sasha. This is for Sasha. Alrighty. 
Bollinger Motors announces an all-electric B2 pickup yes. truck. Uh, they've got a Street 2 B2. Now, mm. for those of y'all that may not know. And should. You should know. Okay. Of course, here at Roadworthy Drive, we let you know about new automakers coming to market. We've talked about uh, Lucid. We've talked about Bollinger in the past. We've yes, talked about we Faraday Future. Yes. We've talked about some others you've never heard of, like Workhorse. Uh, Workhorse. Love uh, them. However, these guys started in upstate New York. A shoestring budget developed from scratch, clean piece of paper, uh, an electric SUV, and now an electric pickup truck. Pickup truck. The B2 pickup truck. Uh, You can do almost anything with this thing. Carries a 120-kilowatt battery pack. It can fit the new B2, can fit 72 sheets of 4x8 plywood. What? And it's going to be a Class 3 work truck with a GVW of 10,000 pounds. Yeah. That's going to be about a 2500 or an F-250. Uh, payload? Payload. Here we go. Payload. Talk about payload. it. Payload. Yes, sir. Not towing. Uh-huh. Payload. Let them know. 5,000 pounds. Yep. Your average vehicle, you'd be lucky to get 3,000. Yep. 5,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This thing will be able to do near anything. Now, have they talked? Because I could not find. They are talking about the axle-based motors will yield 520... Horsepower. Oh, look at that. Now, are they talking about towing capacity? Because I know... When they say hauling, okay, there's towing and it's hauling. Right. And I'm going to take hauling to mean uh, payload. Okay. Because towing, 5,000 pounds ain't nothing. Ooh. No. Your half-ton pickups do better than that. They'll double that. Because right now I can tow 11,000 with my F-150. Yeah. Pretty much any half-ton truck now can tow five tons. Okay. So here we go. Capacity for towing is 7,500 pounds. Yeah, which is not bad. No, that's not bad at but all. But it's not good. It's okay. Five, five, 14 well, well, foot. Well, but when you look torque. at it, didn't Ram just come out with something about a 30,000 pound towing capacity they on probably, the 3,500? Yeah, yeah, but that's a one ton pickup truck. Correct, yep. yes. I mean, yep. really. So, yeah, we wanted to let you know. We'll definitely let you know more as they get closer to production on this. Uh, also, Sasha. Yes, sir. They moved from upstate New York to Detroit to be closer to developers and engineers and stuff. Closer to me, yeah. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Next, traffic congestion isn't just for the streets. Collis campuses deal with e-scooter congestion. Stay with us. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. You're tuned in to Roadworthy Drive. This is Roadworthy Drive. If you were to build what is perhaps the finest station wagon in the world, you'd make it luxurious, safe, and comfortable. Like the 1993 Buick Roadmaster Estate Wagon, you'd give it a V8 engine and driver airbag like Roadmaster. Make it spacious enough for big surprises. Roadmaster Estate Wagon. Isn't it good to know that Buick still knows how to build a luxury wagon? Okay, Ken, do you realize how many young people we have just confused who are asking the question, what's a station wagon? If they had seen that boat, they 
the question would be answered. Station wagons, there were a lot of people who grew up with those things. I was one of them. Yeah, many, many, much people. If you're just joining us, this is Roadworthy Drive. I'm Ken Chester in studio with Jack and Sasha. Together, we are better known as the Roadworthy Drive crew. Um, for this segment, I'm going to talk about electric scooters. Whether you love them, you hate them, they seem here to stay. From flooding city streets, and we talked about Chasing Bridge. You remember that, Jack? Yes, I do. A few months back. A few months back. And they were not the feathered kind to cities being inundated with them by e-scooter companies who believed it was better to ask forgiveness than ask permission. Low cost and easy to ride, it was only a matter of time until academia weighed in. (laughs) Guess what? They're, not only are they weighing in, but my gosh, can you imagine the liability issue now? Ah, now you you are. And yes, and the infrastructure probably is not correct for this because the sidewalks would not be wide enough. Yeah, that's and, true. And would you believe they're going dockless? Electric scooters are Do- showing up. Dockless. Yeah. To to reemphasize, dockless are you pick up a scooter, you drive it anywhere. You leave it. Yeah, you drop it. Just in other words, as opposed to returning it to a specific place, or dropping it off at a specific. And we all know how well that works. Not yeah. Well, this is going on at colleges. On the one hand, if you're a college student, it's awesome. I need I need a scooter to get halfway across campus, and maybe the drop. You know, if there was a drop off place, it's probably not where I need to be. Right. And I'm always running late, so I'm putt putting across campus. I get to the, I get to my uh, building for my class. Drop the scooter. I go in. Problem is, if there's another fifty or sixty people who just did the same thing. Yep. Now you've got a cluster now, of scooters. Now you're going back to the days when we had students in grade school and high school who were using scooters who did the exact same thing, and nobody thought anything of it. Yes, but they owned their scooters back. Then. That's true. And they parked them, and they had some. A semblance of order, yes. Well, yeah, because it was theirs. Yep. These are rented. And companies that are hitting the college campuses now to get started are literally giving them away for, you know, letting you get ride them for free or close to it to get a foothold on that campus. Well, well, and that's true. And the other question that I've got, Ken, is A, how fast are these going? B, if you're talking about standard sidewalks on college campuses— some of them may be wide. Some of them may be not. Yeah. Well, first of all, your typical e-scooter has a top speed of 20 miles an hour. Okay. At 20 miles an hour, I can do some serious damage to two people. Yes, you can. Me and, being one of them. Yes. Um, let me give you an example. Miami University in Ohio uh, had to develop um, policies after Bird and Lime, two of the leading scooter companies uh, in the country, uh, just showed up. Yep. With scooters. Yep. On campus. Remember that. Uh, Their town, Oxford, Ohio, uh, let them in, uh, but there was no real policing. Well, I don't think the word's policing, but policies and procedures. Thank you. So they were not happy. And, in fact, the university wrote a letter to the city and to Bird to stress that the university, as you said earlier, Jack, would not be liable for any scooter, their words, misuse. On campus. Yep. Um, and here's what they said. The university will not assume and expressly denies any responsibility or liability for any damage to e-scooters that may be present on university property. Similarly, the university will not assume and expressly denies 
any responsibility for any property damage, injuries, or deaths caused by e-scooters. And then they add. Well, that's that's a very good point because let's say I'm on my east or someone is on an e-scooter trying to get to campus and they run me off the road and, or off the sidewalk where I am supposed to be walking, and then I get injured, you know, break a leg, something like that. Or they come up behind you and hit you. Right. I mean, who's liable for that? The campus, while they're, I mean, that's cute, but they're still allowing those scooters on the campus. Actually, technically, no. The city allowed them, and they showed up on campus. And the and the college is trying to mitigate this craziness. Go ahead. Two things. Yeah. The college is still private property. Yeah. Num- number one. And number two, in our city, mm-hmm. you cannot, I repeat not, ride a bicycle on a sidewalk. Nope. You sure can't. But now, by the same it, token. Now, transferring that over. If it's private property and they're not allowing bicyclists to ride on the sidewalk, why would you allow a scooter to do the same thing? And that, sir, is exactly my point. Let because go. the scooter can't go on on streets. They're not legal for streets, are they? Uh, I don't believe so because if they can't you have, release if it you have a bike path, probably, or a bike lane, they would be. Right. But, I mean, we're talking sidewalks because I don't think when we're talking about the university that they have like let a me, bike lane let me give it and to a you. sidewalk. Um, the, the university, this particular university, amended its use of bicycles and transportation devices policy to allow e-scooters on campus under a series of conditions. Hold it. Including that riders must walk the scooters on sidewalks, ride them in campus bike lanes, and park them at bike racks. Okay. So Okay, sounds fair. If they hit me on a... Sidewalk. They're they, walking them. Okay, yeah, because you know, college kids do exactly what they're told all the time and obey the rules. I mean, I'm just saying. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> thank you, sir. Um, so they hit me, and I'm on the sidewalk. And now, granted, it is against the rules. So I sue the scooter company. Well, why isn't the students' parents? No, because they're over 18. Yep. Yep. And there's no kid on campus that I know of that actually has Ins- liability insurance right. unless they're unless it's renter's insurance I know. for a place that they're renting. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. So who actually is going to be liable? Right. Ah. You're talking about exposing a student yeah. to a whole bunch of liability that's yep. going to end up in the thousands of dollars. Yep. Oh, no. Can you imagine this if this was New York campus where they've got the dancing academy? And it's uh, somebody that, like, literally, you know, or a Is on athlete. scholarship to yeah. do that. Uh-huh. Go uh, ahead, sir. May That's I fine. add that universities have been impounding scooters? Amen. Yay. University of Texas, Michigan State, now, University why of did, Georgia. Why did they impound them? Uh, people abandoned them. They were a nuisance or a danger. And they said, you know what? We're going to impound them. You want them back, bird? You want them back, lime? You're going to pay so much a scooter to get them back because we had to spend labor to move them. Right, right. You know, and That's it could fair. be liability. So here we are. Um, did you know these scooters shut off at 9 p.m.? Like, no, I did not. At night, so that the, chan- the chances of drunk driving, not so much. Coming up, so you say you want to buy a pure electric vehicle, but range anxiety is a thing? We may have the answer. Don't touch that dial. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. This is Roadworthy Drive.
This is Roadworthy Drive with Ken Chester. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. This is Roadworthy Drive. Thank you for listening. I'm Ken Chester in studio with Jack DeLeon and Sasha Little. Together, we are better known as the Roadworthy Drive crew. For those of you who want to learn more about us or the show, check out roadworthydrive.com. Find audio clips of past shows, recordings of our behind-the-scenes antics, and so much more. We even have pictures of your favorite Roadworthy Drive crew members. You can also find us active in the world of social media. Sasha keeps things light, lively, and fun during the week between shows. Be sure to like us on Facebook so that you can keep up with her interesting and inspirational posts. For those of you who are tethered to your cell phone, keep up with the crew via Google Play, Blueberry Podcasting, and Stitcher. And that way, you don't have to miss a thing. For the uh, Question? No. Oh, okay. You looked pensive there for a minute, Jack. No, I wasn't being pensive at all. Go on. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Going to talk about pure electric vehicles and range anxiety. Sure, some models have actually cracked the 300-mile mark, <laughs> but once you adjust for load and weather conditions, the usual mileage can often be much less than that. Now, we here at Roadworthy Drive, we've seen and we've reported on the efforts improving battery life and the falling cost of lithium-ion battery packs, and that we're thinking that's going to yield impressive performance in the future. But in the words of Sasha, what about now? Interestingly enough, there's a low-tech solution that in actuality may take less time than even filling up your tank with fuel. How about that, Sasha? Now, see, when you brought this idea up, mm-hmm. when we were talking about it in the, in the show prep, Mm-hmm. I lost my mind mm-hmm. because that to me, okay, as an entrepreneur, if I want to just put in like a, a substation or ask a gas station, let's just, and I'm just throwing a name out there, you know, like Quickstar, and I ask them, can I just, you know, build on or just have a slight department where batteries are charging? That way they don't have to build their own infrastructure. They could just go in, they're part of Quickstar, and they switch out the batteries. Mm-hmm. You're shaking your head no at me. No, I didn't shake my head no. Okay. Okay, take a breath. I'm it's trying, okay. it's but I'm okay. excited, though. I understand Hyperventilation yes. is going oh, on. Don't do that, please. <laughs> yeah, we, falling out in the studio is not allowed. I'm so excited. Yes. Well, no, if you if you fell down and hurt yourself, we're just going to leave you because we got to go on. Oh, oh my goodness. Man. He's hardcore. The, the love. Even I'm not that hardcore. Where is it? Yeah, probably in his no, actually, pinky finger. Actually, before I get myself in trouble, <laughs> we would stop the show. <laughs> Take care of you and then continue. Yeah, All the Sasha fans yeah. came out of the woodwork. I was like, no. Yeah. Anyway, but I mean, it's absolutely exciting because Jack and I have talked about this. You know, someone like me where I do a lot of commuting, um, I put on almost a thousand miles a week on my vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're talking about, you know, what was the leaf? Like 75 miles, 125. And I'm looking at that like that's adorable. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and even the Tesla is like 225. And I'm like, I would still have to charge up that car like throughout the day in order to do everything that i need to do okay 
before you go further, let me clarify for the listener what exactly what we're talking about. Could we kind of segue into going, it? Are we going into the weeds? No. Like, we're not. I... We're going to continue into okay. the weeds. Okay. I just need to clarify. All right. yep. uh, what we're talking about, folks, is an opportunity rather than pulling in to charge up your vehicle and spend the 30 minutes to get 50, 60, 70 percent of your charge back or an hour or whatever, is to have the ability to pull into a station like you would pull into a gas station. And just change out the battery itself. Take the battery that's, uh, that is expired, used up, put another battery in its place, close your thing, away you go. In fact, there are companies in the United States right this minute that says that they can do that change in less than one minute. See, and that to me, okay, so the way I'm seeing this going, right, I buy my electric vehicle, mm-hmm. all right? We're just throwing that out there. Now, here's this company that comes along, kind of like, you guys remember, what was it, Goodrich, where you would take the jug of milk, and then you would, like, bring it back, and they would refill it, or like these water containers that people have. Right? Or, or, back, yes. or back in the olden days, when the milkman came to your door with the, <sighs> the old milkman, jugs, yes. and you yep. put the old glass uh, I remember. Out, get the I new remember ones. stories of that. Yeah. I, anyway, co- my point is, if you pay for then a subscription fee, like if you want to put these batteries in there... Then that takes place of the battery that was already in there. What, Jack? No, go ahead. You have to finish before I can start. um, And then you just pay like a subscription fee, and then they have like outlets where you can go to. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jack. What are you going to say? As the resident curmudgeon in the room, I see too many problems with this, and I'm going to start right at the beginning. Okay. Start at the end. It's number Number one. Mm -hmm. What I see a big warranty issue here, big and bad. Number two. He's got a point. Number two. If someone accidentally puts the wrong battery in, oh, God, that can't happen. Because they're probably not university ba- universal batteries. Uh, yeah. That, and you damage the car. Ooh. That pretty much totals it. Oh, does it? And, and well, if, well, if there's no warranty. No, you bring up a good point. If there's I... no warranty to avoid it. Right. But again, I'm probably getting way too far of the equation here. Because he just raised his hand, he's probably going to slap me down. So go ahead. No, I'm going to let you finish. You ha- all. All I'm saying is, there's for me. There's too many questions. As a, if I bought one of these, and you may have to, you may have to pry the keys of my combustible engine out of my cold dead hand. We already oh know that, right? Um, right? Manual Winter's driven. Coming. No, no, no. I, I went. I got past manual years ago. Um, I just see way too many problems with this right now, today. Go ahead. Let me make the point. The one thing that I brought up, first of all, Mm -hmm. um, you're only talking about vehicles that have batteries that are even designed to be swapped like that. Ah. Let's start there. What vehicles are being designed? And I don't have a list, Ah. Sasha. Are they even being developed right now? Yes. Okay. Now, that's number one. Number two, uh, to give you a reference, back Five years ago, Tesla swapped out two EV batteries in the time it took an Audi uh, to get filled up with gasoline. Oh, so again, we're going back to Tesla. We are being designed, but to swap out okay. the batteries. Company called today, a company called BatSwap, can change out a battery in less than a minute. You can do the swap from within your vehicle, and they said that swapping a 500-mile EV battery won't necessarily take longer than one with a 100-mile range. Now, a couple things, Jack. Um, You pull into a gas station. 
you know, you talk about if you were looking at the internal combustion engine this way. Okay, but see. Oh, oh, but hold on. I was just about to say something. No, hold on. Um, the risk is that, okay, I pull in. I'm not looking. And what's to stop me from putting diesel, diesel fuel. in. I mean, that's what I was just about to okay, say. Different nozzle, though. Yeah. Um, same issue with the E85. Different nozzle. Right. I mean, I mean, I was just when you brought up that point, I was like, okay, remember when, you know, you actually had gasoline clerks that would be right there and putting in the gasoline. Attendance. Attendance, right. I know it's before your time. It was way before my time. Yeah, we called them attendance. Service station attendance. But anyway. Uh, The man with the Texaco star. There you go. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. But in other words, folks, this is coming and it's a low tech solution to your range anxiety problem. Last up, New York City takes e-commuting to the next level, electric ferries and door-to-door e-commuting. You're going to want to stick around for this. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. We are Roadworthy Drive. Roadworthy Drive with Ken Chester is America's premier automotive news and information talk show. I am definitely going somewhere I probably shouldn't go right now. <laughs> Sasha, I realize your Kirby vacuum has wheels, but until it can drive itself on the street, oh I am God. forbidding it for discussion here. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm she's taking you, the, she's taking I, this mobility thing a little too far. Exactly. So, like, I didn't understand the difference between the Hawkeyes and the St- Iowa State. So Cyclones, yes. The, Cyclones. Oh so, they're, they're looking at me like I just, you know, committed blasphemy. You did. You did. And then... I turn or then um, I turn around because he's telling a story about a Kirby salesman. I was like, "Oh, did you see the new model?" Because I love me some Kirby. I got a 1978 and a 1998. I love me okay, some Kirby. Okay. Anyway, mm. <laughs> he was like, he was like, Kirby's aren't worth anything, and I go off. Okay, first of all, yes, it has wheels, <laughs> but no, you can't license. It does one have of a su- it ha- does have a self propel system, so technically, it does drive itself. I mean, technically, it oh, does count. As far, as far as the cord will allow. Help me, peoples. We yeah, need no. a Kirby segment. And, no, no, and, no. and by the way, this is the fourth and final segment <laughs> of Roadworthy Drive. Hi, everybody. I'm Jack. He's Ken. She is Sasha. We're going to try to get her to compose herself <laughs> while Ken goes on. Go yeah, on, sir. Cur- Kirby Doe. A.K.A. Kirby Girl. Uh, oh, no. And, and, I got um, I got. Hold nothing. on. That's a Raycon t-shirt. <laughs> oh, I got, I got nothing. Go on, sir, before we lose <laughs> do, time. Do, do right. you see what I have to go through here? Uh, I deserve hazard pay. Wow. Anyway, yes, I said it. Um, I have said, as well, let me back up. They got me discombobulated here a little bit. As we gear up for this final topic, I have said and continue to say that transportation in our go-fast-right-now digital world looks more like a mosaic of different shapes, Sizes and materials, and no, Sasha, Kirby is not part of that mosaic. We don't know that yet. No, Sasha. <laughs> don't Just because uh, what Dyson. What if Kirby met Roomba? Because, no. Just because Tyson, Dyson, Dyson is going to self-driving cars. They are. Does not mean and that the, Kirby is doing the same and thing. And the waveless fans. Not let it go. Fans. Not let it go. Bad, Sasha. Bad. <laughs> yeah. This happens every once in a while, people. The weeds. Here I come. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weed killer. All right. Anyway, 
It's not a perfect fit, but there seems to be something for just about everybody. Uh, I think that Sasha would really like a self-propelled autonomous Kirby. I yes. Okay. All right. We need to get to New York City. We 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 do because 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 there is a subway. One of the subways is closing. The L train is closing for maintenance. Uh huh. And that. They're coming up with alternate ways to get those people who used to be on the L uh-huh. to and from point A and point B. And, and I want to be clear, mm-hmm. alternate <clears throat> transportation, not alternate facts. Right. <laughs> okay. Just thought I'd put that out there. Because alternative now, facts are... And let it go, Sasha. Sorry. <clears throat> 2019, New York City is going to close their L train subway. They claim it's a, a crucial line moving commuters between Manhattan and Brooklyn. Okay. All right. The city hopes to alleviate this commuting nightmare with, one, alternative bus routes. That makes sense. All right. Two, rentable electric bicycles. Now, if you've ever been in Manhattan, I have. Uh-huh. Pedal bicycles. Yeah, are a thing. Your chances of getting run over by a pedal bike are way greater than getting run over by a cab. I think we talked about that. There was we a have. study that was actually yes. done. Yeah. Because, see, it's sidewalk, bike path, uh, parking, street. Right, right. So that makes sense. Which yeah. means you walk off that sidewalk, you ain't looking, you're going to get mauled by a bicycle. Yeah. I'm mauled. Or ah. several. Uh, trust me. You ain't, you ain't dealt using a swarm well, of New there, York bicycles. Well, and because the bicycles, aren't, aren't they still carrier couriers? Some of them are. Some yeah. Of, but I'm talking about commuters. Oh, yeah. But I'm saying a, yeah. a lot of them actually all have the like cra- a death Yeah, all that crazy yeah. death wish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. Here's the different thing. Okay. Not just the rentable electric bicycles, uh-huh. but a new electric ferry service what? combined with a complete electric transportation suite. What? Yeah. How much? New York City. How, how much? I'm going to get there. Hold on. Oh, takes- Name the company is called Switch Mobility, mm. a new electric transportation company based around multiple modes of electric vehicle commuting. Now, we said... Stuff like this was going to happen. Stuff was going to evolve in different markets to meet different needs. Right. Here's a company dealing with a specific need. The e-ferry itself is going to be an innovative 150-passenger battery-powered ferry uh, to use to connect Williamsburg with the east side of Manhattan. It will give commuters a chance to beat the L train shutdown of their words while enjoying a comfortable, stylish, and emission-free Commute across the East River. Now, other things, because this is what Sasha needs to know. Uh huh. Check this out. The same company. Our mission is to lower the barriers to New Yorkers using electric-powered modes of transit, helping us progress towards zero emissions urban mobility. Here's what's going to happen. We will pick you up at your apartment or at the Bedford Avenue subway station and bring you to the ferry dock, and we'll be waiting for you on the other side of the river to get you to your final destination in Manhattan or vice versa. These are memberships. Their plans provide members with access to a fleet of e-commuting options through its app, including electric van and mini shuttles for last-mile drop-off from the ferry dock, as well as electric mopeds, e-bikes, e-scooters, and get this, e-skateboards. That members can borrow for the day. Wait, 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 wait. Yes. E-skateboards, right? Right? Back That's that what, up real quick. Yeah, e-skateboards. E-skateboards. Yes. So we are one step closer to my hoverboard. 
It, this it, is not Back to the Future, and this is not Hill Valley. I, no, I'm, but I'm, it's an e-skateboard. I mean, you know where I'm going, Jack. I mean, it's no, going I by, don't. I don't even know what an e-skateboard is. I didn't until I just researched the so, story. So, I mean, I don't have to like pedal it; it just goes. And how do you steer? E-skateboard. Like, do you just body motion like a Segway? I would uh, imagine. Yeah. Well, either, well, either that or you got a little controller on your hand that you. I need one. Okay. Nope, I'm looking either, that, right either that or you're going to have a joystick. Take it, a it appears, <laughs> folks, it appears that the company will be working with existing light ve- electric vehicle sharing companies, mm-hmm. uh, such as Revell Electric Moped Sharing. They will together operate light vehicle sharing programs with switch members benefiting from the services. Now, this is what Sasha wanted to know. For a monthly fee of $150... Members get a base quantity of ride credits that can be used on all forms of switch transportation. Okay, what is what is that number of rides? Wow. Uh, they did not say. But if a member uses all of her his or her credits before the end of the month and continues to use the switch e-mobility fleet, count will be charged pay as you go for any additional credits used. Now, they were being a little tongue-in-cheek here, and they said the only thing we can't offer yet it's a personal drone over the river to your office rooftop. But who knows? Maybe <laughs> one day. And on that, that happens to wrap up what we have for this hour. Thanks for listening. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. This has been Roadworthy Drive. Roadworthy Drive with Ken Chester is a copyrighted presentation of the Roadworthy Drive Radio Network. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or any other use is prohibited without the written consent of the Motor News Media Corporation.